Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. In today's lesson, we're talking about soulmates. Do you believe in them? Have you found your soulmate? And we're also going to talk about how Canadians celebrate the holiday of love. That's Valentine's Day, of course. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've got listeners all over the world and today I'm reading a review from a listener who left a review on the Canadian iTunes store. This review is from Nada, who says, I really appreciate your effort you put on the podcast. I was looking for a Canadian English podcast for a while and I finally found it. I'm really happy about it. Thanks again with all of my heart, warmest regards, Nada. Thank you so much, Nada, for leaving a review. If you would also would like to leave a review, you can do this on iTunes. Leaving a review and leaving a review with a comment helps the Can Learn English podcast rank higher so more students can find it and I can continue to make this podcast for you on a weekly basis. If you're listening on another platform like Spotify or Stitcher, just please subscribe because this helps us out as well. I hope you're all having a great week and maybe you're in the mood for love because this week is Valentine's Day and we are talking about soulmates. So do you believe in soulmates? Do you think that there is a specific person out there destined for you? Soulmates are a person who we are meant to be with. This is a person that we would share a deep love and connection with. And the word soulmate is really two words, right? Soul and mate. Soul is the spiritual part of humans regarded in its moral aspect. And some people believe that our soul survives death. Mate in this sense would mean partner, but the word mate isn't used like that on its own. In British English or Australian English, you would hear people calling each other mate. You might say, hey mate, and this means friend or buddy. But in North America, we don't use this. And when we say mate on its own, it means a partner for an animal for breeding. So we would say things like it's mating season in the spring, right? And then you see lots of little baby animals, baby birds and baby bunnies and things out in the spring. Now this idea of soulmate originates from an ancient tale of Aristophanes, a playwright. And he told a story of some two-headed androgynous giants, androgynous meaning both male and female, who were cleaved apart by a jealous Zeus and fated to seek their other halves forever. And people still use this definition. They refer to their soulmate as their soul's other half as in we're not complete until we find our soulmates. There are a lot of articles written about soulmates like 
nine signs you found your soulmate or seven signs someone is not your soulmate or the difference between life partners and soulmates. And many people spend a lot of time and energy searching for their soulmate and dating websites sometimes capitalize on the idea of there being one perfect person out there for you. But what do relationship experts have to say about the concept of soulmates? I found an article on psychologytoday.com, which is a website based on the magazine Psychology Today, which focuses on behavior and covers a wide range of topics, including psychology, neuroscience, relationship, sexuality, parenting, health, and more. The article is titled, Beware of the Soulmate Myth. And this provides some food for thought. The article goes on to explain how couples who believe in soulmates tend to be ritualistic. They place lots of importance on birthdays, anniversaries, fixed date nights, vacations, and gifts. And as long as these symbolic activities are maintained, the fantasy of love is upheld, regardless of whether the couple is actually emotionally close and loving. The author of the article also states that individuality can be sacrificed. As the fantasy bond becomes stronger, both partners sacrifice more and more of their individuality in order to maintain this illusion of being one, and they gradually may assume an attitude of ownership over each other with little concern for the partner as a separate person. Communication can also become a problem when the partner's life together becomes more focused on the superficial aspects of their relationship. Their conversations also become more superficial and practical. When they engage in behavior that is routine and predictable, they tend to seek comfort in discussion of the same narrow range of topics and avoid any pressing issues that might be of concern. Now, this might not be the case for you. You might believe in soulmates and have found your soulmate and you have a perfectly happy and healthy relationship. But this is the case for some relationships. But no matter if you're single or in a relationship or married, love is in the air as it's Valentine's Day. And how do Canadians celebrate Valentine's Day? Well, of course, Valentine's Day is on February 14th and it's named for St. Valentine. And this is a day when people express their love by sending cards, exchanging gifts of chocolate, roses, or personal items, and they might even share romantic candlelit dinners. So here are some interesting facts about Canadians. There are over 15 million Canadians living together as a couple. This includes married couples, common law partners, as well as people in same-sex and opposite-sex relationships. More than 11 million Canadians are single, so that's a good size dating pool for anyone who's looking for love. 81% of Canadians plan on celebrating Valentine's Day in some shape or form with their significant other, and half of these will include their children, so families might spend some time together on Valentine's Day. The most popular gift on Valentine's Day are cards, candy, and flowers. And close to 40% of Canadians will give a gift to a loved one. But Canadians are spending less on Valentine's Day. In 2007, they spent about 
$93 on a Valentine's Day gift, but just a few years later, that number dropped to $37 for a gift. Albertans and Quebecers spend the most of their Valentine's Day budget on flowers. People in Ontario tend to give jewelry, while British Columbians spend more money on candy. Now, sometimes there is a battle of the sexes when a couple goes out for dinner. Who should foot the bill? Who should pay? Now, people are conflicted. Some say that the man should pay. Some say it should be split. And only 5% said the woman should pay for all. So I think our attitudes towards dating and paying is still a little bit sexist. In my opinion, you can split the bill. That's what I would do. Half of people who are single are hoping to find someone special to spend Valentine's Day with. And most people prefer a Valentine's Day message in person instead of just having a phone call and text. And half of all couples say that the best Valentine's Day gift would just be spending time together over receiving any gifts, which is quite nice. That's it for our episode today. Please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. If you would like to keep learning English with me, then head over to canlearnenglish.com and join my free English course called Next Level English. It's a five-day video course that teaches you how to use audio like a podcast to drastically improve your English. So you can join for free by clicking free course on the header. If you would like to support the podcast by becoming a Podcast Plus member, you're so welcome to do so. If you do, you'll get the transcripts and access to the premium podcast player so that you can read and listen to the podcast at the same time. Thanks again for listening and until next time, bye-bye.